0: I'm Tom Shalhoub. I'm Liz Peak. I'm Charles Payne, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Wednesday, January 17th, 2024. I'm Eben Brown. The Houthis of Yemen are terrorists again. What does that change? Does it change anything? You know,
1: you hear words, phrases like, we need to put them in a box. We need to put the threat in the box. And that's what our policy is all about. But it's actually like a jack-in-the-box.
0: This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. The Biden administration's State Department says they will affix the label of terrorists to the Houthi rebels of Yemen. A group of Iranian-backed fighters who not only have fomented years of instability for Yemeni citizens and have engaged in war with the neighboring Saudis, but who more recently have been attacking both commercial ships and the U.S. Navy in the Red Sea. U.S. and allied military responses haven't dissuaded them. Before President Trump left office, he designated the Houthis as a foreign terrorist organization. President Biden undid this policy within his first few weeks in office. But today's redesignation isn't exactly the same thing. In fact, it may prove even to be toothless.
1: So obviously there's the political and symbolic act of labeling somebody or something or a country being terrorist, sponsoring a group, being a terrorist organization, a terrorist entity. Uh, And there's value alone in the label.
0: Richard Goldberg served in the Trump administration at the White House Security Council as director for countering Iranian weapons of mass destruction. He's now senior advisor to the Foundation for Defense of Democracies. Because other countries
1: are debating what their policies will be, the United Nations debates policy. Uh, And so it helps us diplomatically to show what our policy is in writing, in rhetoric, and and call something what it is. If it's a terrorist organization, it has meaning, uh, and and that's what we're willing to label it. They're not militants, they're not rebels, they're terrorists. The president has said that. Uh, the, The next question is, when you get beyond the political nature of the label, is there a practical utility? Is there a tool within the U.S. government, or several tools, that labeling or calling somebody a terrorist actually comes with law enforcement and other uh, parts of the U.S. government's power structure to actually bring pressure to curb uh, that group's influence, deny that group access to resources, be part of an all-around pressure campaign on the group to cut it off, not just politically, but economically as well, supporting whatever military action may be taken. That is where we get to today's action and where we have to really look closely So what the U.S. government has been debating now is whether or not the Biden administration would put the Houthis back on a formal foreign terrorist organization list. From where, by the way, it was removed by the Biden administration three years ago, almost exactly three years ago, a couple a couple more weeks and you'll be at the three year anniversary. The Trump administration had done this right at the end in January of twenty twenty one. And it was one of the first foreign policy decisions to roll back that decision and bring the Houthis off that terror list and also remove all other financial sanctions that had already been on the Houthis previous to that FTO, as we call it, the Foreign Terror Organization list designation. So a lot of pressure on Biden to put them back on this list. A lot of political rhetoric of, you know, this is a problem you've enabled, you've allowed to grow because you got them access to cash, you got them access to political support, you've legitimized the Houthis over three years as part of the policy in Yemen, which we can talk about. But what we saw announced was not... That full step to put them back on the foreign terrorist organization list, it was the half measure of putting them back on sanctions lists.
0: Let's talk a little bit more about that, because I think the the headline came out. There was the, the uh, press release from the White House saying that they're... They're being designated as terrorists again, meaning the Houthis. Um, and I think a lot of people said, OK, well, they un- undid what the you know, they, they undid their undoing of the of the Trump administration policy. And that's not really what happened. As you've mentioned, this is sort of a half measure. This is uh, to, to turn a phrase, I think, from the Obama administration, the JV team, uh, the, the uh, th- this is they're not quite on that full-throated list of 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 foreign terrorist organizations it's a different designation which may not be uh may not come with as a, uh, as uh, stringent um sanctions or clampdowns for that matter
1: yeah and, and so so here's the big difference yeah you having a terrorist entity designation under our sanctions right so we have terrorism sanctions these are financial sanctions and if the treasury department puts you on a list because we have Proof that you have provided some sort of support for terrorism. We can label you this terrorist entity, and now all of our financial sanctions apply to you. That can be okay. That can do something, right? That can threaten a bank around the world with doing a transaction. It could threaten another party with some sort of financial harm to them. What it can't do is bring the kind of legal threat to corporations, to banks, to political organizations that might be looking to do business with the Houthis, that might be looking to provide all kinds of support to the Houthis, only that FTO designation brings you that law enforcement criminal prosecution threshold for material support to a terror organization, very clearly, with up to life in prison as a potential penalty, an automatic chilling effect, very broadly. Only an FTO designation prohibits anybody affiliated with the Houthis from being given a visa to come into the United States. That does not apply under the sanctions designation. If the White House wants to bring the Houthis for a meeting to Washington, they still can. Now, that's under a normal description of the sanctions. But here's another reason why they chose to do the sanctions route and not do the FTO route. The FTO is pretty straightforward. You put an organization on that FTO list That's it. Anybody who comes close to providing material support to the organization is within legal jeopardy. There's no there's no admissions. There's no uh, visas coming in. There's a lot of pressure put on the group. There are some ways of getting around it, but not too many within the sanctions domain. The Treasury Department, over a number of years, have basically invented for themselves get-out-of-jail-free card exceptions to sanctions, and they call these general licenses. And so just this morning, as predicted last night, the uh, Treasury Department puts out a press release. They have issued five, not one, five different exceptions, five different general licenses to the sanctions they announced last night, which basically makes this completely a joke I mean, all the exceptions add up to you can absolutely keep doing whatever you want to do with the Houthis. We're just going to call them a terrorist entity on the sanctions list. And the National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, puts out the press release statement today. And he even says, he screams it in the press release proudly. We are rolling out an unprecedented number of carve outs and exceptions to this designation. I don't know why you would be proud of that. I don't know why you would want to announce it if the idea was here to get just a nice media pop out of it. But there it is in black and white. So we've really not taken a major step here. We've taken a PR step for the Biden administration. But we've now provided massive exceptions to the move and not put them on the FTO list, that foreign terror organization list.
0: We are speaking with Richard Goldberg, senior advisor to the Foundation for Defense of Democracies, on the Biden administration once again naming the Houthi rebels of Yemen as a terrorist organization. On the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition, we'll have more straight ahead. What is the, the, um, the benefit to carving out all these exceptions and not having them on that FTO list? I mean, who, who are we as the best way to ask this? Uh, Why are those exceptions necessary, those general licenses? Why, Why would we need them?
1: The Biden administration needs them because it's in line with their policy that has not changed even after months of attacks on commercial vessels in the Red Sea, even after limited strikes back at the Houthis. Their political structure in Yemen, their policy for Yemen still has in mind the legitimization and the inclusion of the Houthis. So here we are calling the Houthis terrorists, but at the same time pushing forward with a peace process inside Yemen to bring the Houthis into a part of governance and control of Yemen, all while being sponsored and backed by the Iranians. And so on one hand, there's massive political pressure to do something because this policy has in fact allowed the Houthis to gain strength and be emboldened, and the Iranians to use them whenever they want, as we have now seen. At the same time, they don't want to abandon in the Biden administration this policy of legitimizing the Houthis. So what do you do? You label them a terrorist for the political pressure in Washington, and you carve out exceptions to actually allow them to continue to be legitimized, have support, have economic support, political support on the ground in Yemen. NGOs and others can keep delivering aid to them. The Saudis can keep delivering aid to them. Under a ceasefire uh, uh, agreement that they brokered with the Iranians earlier this year, and sort of an appeasement policy by extension of Iran with the Houthis continues unabated.
0: These policies have not led to peace. I think it's demonstrable at that point, uh, at this point, that we can we can show that point A led to point B. We have a, a re-enriched um, Iran which is able to fund its terror proxies like the Houthis like others, Hamas, for instance, this policy is a total 180 from the Trump administration of which you were a part of. What would be the harm to come out and say this isn't working? Is it, is it just political harm, or is, is that what they're trying to avoid? Well, you then have to be faced with what's your policy alternative.
1: And at this point, having allowed the threat to metastasize, as it has for three years, and seeing that threat on full display in the Red Sea... You would have to explore a much more extensive pressure campaign, including much more extensive strikes on command and control capabilities and the Iranians on the ground in Yemen, their ships off the coast providing targeting intelligence. And they don't want to do that. It would upset the apple cart of all that they've tried to broker in the Middle East, which is all under this much larger strategic paradigm of coming to some sort of diplomatic arrangement with the Iranians and all of their proxies in the Middle East, creating this balance in the Middle East where Iran supposedly will no longer feel threatened by the United States because we've backed off, we've given them access to resources, we've allowed their proxies, their terror proxies to be legitimized. We've sort of hedged against our traditional Sunni Arab allies, and that should create peace in our time. It hasn't worked, as you've said. It's a complete disaster. But remember, if you apply the same logic Of what we see here, the Houthis, and you zoom back out to the broader logic of Iran and its nuclear program, the Iran nuclear deal, which they are continuing to pursue, you you hear words, phrases like, we need to put them in a box. We need to put the threat in the box. And that's what our policy is all about. But it's actually like a jack-in-the-box because it's a false sense of security when you're just paying an extortion racket. Inside that box, the threat is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and just waiting for that moment where it's going to jump out and you're going to rue the day you ever decided to go down this road. That's what's happened with their nuclear program. That's what's happened with the Houthis. That's what's happened with Hamas and other terrorist organizations. You can't just pretend that paying a racket, paying an appeasement policy is actually abating a threat. That threat is just getting worse waiting for the moment of their choosing to lash out at us whenever it serves their interests. That's what we're observing in the Red Sea today.
0: Rich Goldberg, former White House Security council and now Senior Advisor to the Foundation for Defense of Democracies. Thank you so much for being with us on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Thank you.